So before we get started, please take a minute to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at iShipItPod. You can also visit us on our website, iShipItPod.com, or email any questions or comments directly at iShipItPod, or to, uh, to us, to us at iShipItPodGmail.com. Every time I say this, I feel like Alexi Darling from Buzzline. <laughs> You can email me at darlingalexinewscom.net or you can page me at... But if you are feeling supportive and you want to help us grow, you can donate via PayPal, shop our Amazon affiliate link, or buy us a coffee. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends that you ship it. Pretty please. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed... What? <laughs> I don't care. I should be. I don't care. I hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast. Your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Happy belated Mother's Day, Shipper City. I hope that everyone who is a mom of any kind had a wonderful day on Sunday. You don't have to be a mother of children to be a mom. You can be the mom friend like I am. Um, you can be a cat mom, a dog mom, a, you know, like I said, the friendship mom, an adopted mom, stepmom, mother of dragons don't worry we're not going to talk about game of thrones because i've still never seen an episode and i don't intend to this is never going to be a game of thrones podcast this is just about fan fiction and i'm certain that the entire game of thrones fandom is up in arms right now based on what i'm seeing on tumblr <laughs> again this is an and twitter tumblr and twitter pretty much all i have to go on i assume some shit went down and if this is uh, your fandom and you're just throwing me a bone and listening for absolutely no reason, I am here for you in a strictly non-literal sense, as in I will supply you with some empathy and some, oh my God, that sounds awful, but I will have no idea what the fuck you're talking about if you need to vent about something that happened on Game of Thrones. But I will be here if you need it. So... If you want a totally non-invested ear to scream about wolves and hounds and dragons and other things, I am your girl. But I can also point you in the direction of some people who are probably just as angry as you are. And they're all my Tumblr friends. So either way, guys, it's fine. It's going to be okay. As someone whose own fandom recently uh, came to a, a very a big end <laughs> with end game, I am sympathetic. Uh, I don't think I feel as strongly as 90% of the people that I have encountered on the internet thus far, one way or the other. Um, but I do have strong feelings. I do want to talk about it. I do want to share them with you so very much. I'm not going to do it this episode. I know. What the fuck? I keep teasing you guys, right? I, people have been like, you need to tell me about what you think about Endgame. I need to know what you think. I can't wait to hear what you think. And um, that's not me being full of myself. That's me explaining that, you know, three individual people want my opinion and I'm thrilled about that. But I'm not going to share it just yet because, again, I am solo this week. I 
cannot gush alone. It's not it's not right. Um, Avengers Endgame is something that needs to be shared with people, with like-minded individuals, with people that you can trust to squeeze with. And, you know, you can't see my fingers, but they do this really obnoxious grabby hands kind of thing. And that's just not as fun by yourself. I said it last week, too. Uh, no, no apologies. I almost apologized for last week's episode. I, I have nothing to be, a, I have nothing to apologize for. If uh, teratophilia was not your jam, that's fine. You learned something about yourself. If it was your jam and you didn't know that, congratulations. You also learned something about yourself. If you want me to never, ever do a topic like that again, I feel you. I done feel you guys, but I probably will. So, you know, is what it is. It's, it's what it's. It's my new favorite way of saying that. Um, but yeah, so again, we're not we're not talking about Endgame. That is coming, though. I promise. I have my co-host lined up. I'm sure y'all can guess who it is. Um, but we got to figure out her schedule because she's busier than I am. So, so it's coming. And there will be squealing. Oh, yes. There will be squealing. Probably some tears. Um, probably that annoying thing that I do where I laugh through half the words that I say. I know. It's so fun to listen to. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it and we're gonna get out of it. It's gonna probably take a long time. That's not this episode. This episode is all that stands between me and my dinner, so it can't be too long because I am a hungry, hungry hippo. This week though, and it is kind of related, spoiler alert, it's kind of related to Endgame because I've been thinking about Endgame nonstop since I saw it three weeks ago. And I actually, sidebar, I actually woke up in the middle of the night last week on my business trip. I um, had gotten really stoned before I went to bed because I didn't want to dream. And um, pro tip, if you're looking to not dream, cannabis, super helpful. I got really stoned and I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, I have an amazing fan fiction idea. I need to write this down. And I recall reaching for my phone and my thumbs moving a couple times and then nothing, (laughs) which is not unusual for me. I've done this before. I woke up having composed one of the most detailed outlines I've ever seen of anybody's fan fiction, certainly my own. I never plan and plot and outline this kind of shit ever. That is not what happens with me. But stoned Emily at 2 a.m. had her shit together. She had all kinds of thoughts, wrote them out, included um, because she already composed it in Tumblr because she's desperate for gratification, aren't we all? Uh, She included some gifts to go along with her thoughts and plans. Um, Anyway, this, this fan fiction idea, I'm in love with it. I'm so proud of it. I am quietly starting to work on it because I have too many other fix that I'm working on as well. But I just want to tell you, I've been thinking about time travel nonstop. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. It is, it is a trope bingo. Um, it is not something that I have ever done before, which I think is why I'm so excited to try it in fic and why I'm so excited that Endgame brought that into something that we can talk about. Um, 
because again, spoiler alert, you know, the spoiler ban has been lifted. If you haven't seen it yet, there's time travel involved. Go figure it out. Um, and it's great. So good. It's so good. I love time travel. Um, it is, it is one of those sci-fi things that I think is so much fun. There's two different kinds of time travel that I've seen both, both things be wonderful. Um, I have a preference and we will get to it, but I think it's really smart. Um, it sounds silly, but if you want it to be believable and if you want to, you know, pull it off, um, you have to be pretty smart. You have to at least, it, maybe not smart because I'm trying to do it, but like you at least have to be organized, I think. I think that writing or creating anything about time travel requires a different level of organization. And um, because you can't like fuck around with details, <laughs> I think. This is what I'm, I'm finding out. Like everything becomes a little bit more meaningful when either you're trying to preserve it or you're trying to make it never happen or it's you know there's there's all kinds of things i just i fucking love it i love when it's campy and silly like in hot tub time machine or groundhog day um actually i think groundhog day is incredibly romantic um i'm probably alone in that (laughs) maybe not alone but but up there you know i think i don't think a lot of people find it to be one of the most delightful rom-coms But I do. Um, I really love the idea that he um, he remembers things about her having gone back in time and spent all this time with her. And she doesn't remember because it's only been one day for her. And maybe that sounds creepy, but I don't think it is because he is is taking the best part of his weird predicament that he's in. And uh and he's making the best of it. That's the whole point of the movie is that he's a better person by the end of it because he's had this day to live over a billion different times. Um, and and it's it's great. Day After Tomorrow also did this. Is that the Edge? Of, no, not Day After Tomorrow. Sorry. Edge of Tomorrow, I think. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow. Also did it with the time repeater with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. And there, that is a really great sci-fi movie. I've referenced it before. Watch it. Um, but anyway, so like the, the time repeating is great. Not my favorite of favorites, but I do love it when it's done well. Um, I especially love the, uh, I, I love the predictability of like, no, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. And then, you know, it's, it's once, then it's twice, then it's three times. And then, you know, when the person starts anticipating everything and starts, um, kind of it, they're like so over the whole thing that no matter what happens they've seen it a billion times anyway i fucking love that shit camp it up i love it um but so as far as i'm concerned if you write about time travel i'm there for it i will read that fic i don't care what fandom it's in i will uh read it and i will love it and comment and wreck it to my friends because it's also not something that i see a lot of in fanfic it's something that, um, like I said, like people do for movies and TV and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to taking that trope and then applying it to fandom, it's not something that I've seen a lot of the two fix we're going to talk about and the fandom we're going to talk about does it really well. So that's why they're, they're a one day ones for, for this week. But, um, so there's, like I said, there's two kinds of, I'd say there's like two kinds of thought processes 
when it comes to um, to time travel. So there's the first one, which the theory is, again, there's all this also like science and stuff that can back this up. I mean, it's physics and it's for smart people. And they, as far as I know, they have not figured out how to do this yet. Um, I know they tried a bunch, but uh, it hasn't worked. Or if it has, they're certainly not publicizing it. So there's two schools of thought. One being to when you change the past, you change the future. And in uh, that, I've seen the best the best versions of that that I've seen are Back to the Future, OVS, The Ridge, the best. I think, and you know, I will say this, I will stand by this statement. It is one of my favorite movies, but I think also the Back to the Future is a perfect film. And I think it should be studied. If it isn't, if you go to film school and they make you study Back to the Future, then tell me that I'm wrong. But I feel like it's not studied enough for how perfect it actually is. All-encompassed, encapsulated, Back to the Future, the first one is a perfect film. That being said, they do subscribe to the, if you change the past, you change the future kind of deal. That, um, uh, I want to say Calvin, Marty, (laughs) that Marty is there by accident and he has to, um, he has to figure out how to get back before he interacts with anything because otherwise the whole future is going to be fucked up. Um, so, and when he gets home, he, the future is changed. His life is different. Everything is different in a good way, but still different because he made these changes in the past. So that's a thing. Um, another one is the butterfly effect, which, you know, people like to joke about Ashton Kusher. That movie fucked me up. Like that is a dark ass movie, but a really good one. Um, again, it is a, some people say it's a parallel universe thing. I don't think that it is. He is able to go back in time and, um, but it's only for like little bits at a time. And he goes back to certain events and he changes them. And then when he comes back to wherever he is, everything is different every single time. And sometimes it's horrifying and sometimes it's wonderful, but sometimes it's, it's just a fucked up movie. It's a really fucked up movie. It fucked me up really hard when I saw it the first time. I haven't seen it for a while. I remember he is very good in it though. I think he deserves more cred than he gets. Um, but you know, anyway, so go watch that. I think it's on HBO right now. Maybe Amazon. It's on some streamable thing. I just saw the poster for it. Um, TV show Timeless, fantastic, canceled far too soon. I've read some fan fiction about it. I have a friend who made me watch this show so that I could appreciate the fan fiction that she was finding about it. Um, and I was mad at her because I fell in love with it after one episode. And um, then they canceled it midway through. I, th- I think it's midway through the second season. What's there is wonderful. Please watch it. Um, but the first episode is so wonderful it's so great it's it's a great pilot and um when it it ends with my biggest fear um, which is they have taken all of the precautions they've done all the things that they're supposed to do and when they come back everything seems normal except one horrible thing is different and um and it doesn't it's 
I don't want to I don't want to ruin it because the the pilot is what hooked me on the thing anyway the whole show so watch the pilot it's on Hulu um it's on a bunch of other things I'm sure but Hulu has it and it's great um and if you want to know what my biggest fear is and the thing that wakes me up with legit nightmares um still to this day 11 years later feel free to come into any ask box that I have or email me at um, ishipitpod at gmail.com and ask me, Emily, what is your biggest fear? What is it that this show stirred in you? And I will tell you, I will spin you a yarn, my friends. Last of the change the past, change the future trope usage school of time travel thought, what the fuck ever, is 11-22-63, which is the Hulu original starring James Franco where he goes back in time to prevent the assassination of JFK. I fucking loved this mini series. It's based on a book by um by Stephen King. I didn't read the book because I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. We've talked about this. But the the dramatization is divine. It's so good. Oh my god, I was on the edge of my seat from the fir- like the first second and it's James Franco. So like, if you need a reason, look at his face. I mean, my God. So he's great. Um, and again, it's one of those things where you want him to succeed because you think this whole time, like, yes, of course, everyone thinks that if, you know, we, if, if JFK had not been assassinated, that the world would be a better place. And, and it's this kind of, I want to say it's like a universal thing that we all sort of think that like that was a that was a defining moment in American history that he was so full of promise and he was the definition of the American dream and and what we could have been as a country and him being killed when he was and then you know later on his brother also being murdered also you know having all that promise having all those people behind him being so beloved and then having all that taken away that that if those people had been stopped, if they had those men had been allowed to fulfill their goals, their lives, that the world would be not just different, but better. And that idea is what this entire series kind of hinges on. And it's a beautiful idea. Um, and it is amazingly executed. And I absolutely loved it. So watch that. Even though changing the past to change the future is not a thing that I personally, when I'm thinking about time travel, I don't think that that actually is the way it works. My school of thought that I follow and others do as well is the uh, the fixed or closed loop, which is that no matter what happened, whatever happened, happened or happens, happened is what they say in the series we're going to talk about as our topic. But so when I'm talking about this, I mean, like, no matter if you get sucked back in time, that's always what was supposed to happen. And anything that you experienced before that was because of something that your future and then past self were going to... It's more confusing, okay? It's more confusing. It's harder to talk about. But there are a couple of films that do it really well. One being uh, Predestination with Ethan Hawke didn't get a huge release. I never hear people talking about this. It's a really good movie. It's a weird movie. Um, but it's good. And 
Um, it will it will mess with your mind a little bit, as most time travel things do, and it will make you think. Um, but it's and I don't love Ethan Hawke, but I loved this movie. It was really really good. Go watch it. Predestination is what it's called. Um, there's also a movie called Primer. I believe that that goes along with the fixed loop thing as well. Um, it's it's uh, it appears to be low budget, but it's actually not. Uh, it's very simply shot. Um, the dialogue is a lot more um, kind of freeform. It doesn't appear to be as scripted, even though I know that it was. Um, these directors, again, I don't know their names because I'm the worst. These directors are really amazing at making sci-fi that looks, that almost looks sloppy because it's so complicated. Uh, it's one of Jared's favorite movies. He has asked me to watch it a billion times. I have watched it once. I didn't quite understand it because I wasn't paying attention because I'm a shitty wife and I apologize my love of my life. I will watch it again because now I'm really thinking hard about time travel. <laughs> I really, really, really want to understand it better. So I think Primer fits in with the fixed loop. If not, I will amend this statement after I watch the movie. Um, and then uh, my, one of my one of my all-time favorite uses of the fixed loop time travel trope, you maybe guessed it, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, it is amazing in the book. I fucking love that entire book. That's my favorite Harry Potter book. I would read number three a billion times. I probably have. I think that's the first one that I ever actually read the cover off of because I read it so many times. But the movie version, the 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 point when they do it in the film, it is so it it is so perfect. It is the perfect closed loop. It's the perfect closed loop. It is so every last little note is absolute perfection. I love it. I love it so much. Time Turner shit is tits. Um, JK Rowling and I are having a serious falling out lately because she keeps letting all these horrible things slip on Twitter about her Harry Potter verse. I want her to shut the fuck up. But thank God she didn't for Prisoner of Azkaban and the Time Turner because that is some solid gold. Good job, Joanna Kearns. But as far as fixed loops go, and stuff we're going to talk about and fan fiction because again i'm y'all are standing in the way of my dinner so i'm gonna get into this um the show that i did not want to love at all i never wanted it in my life i had uh friends and boyfriends who were obsessed with it when we were in college and they were dicks about it they were like oh it has to be on you have to watch it and they were so mean about like how I didn't like it and I just like disliked it out of spite and then I met this really sweet man who was like I think you might like this but if you don't it's okay and so I agreed to watch the pilot and I was like fuck now I love lost that's right we're gonna talk about lost what we're gonna talk about a show that was the season the series finale was 10 years ago we are in fact sorry nine years ago we are in fact going to do that yes because it is amazing and also talks about time travel um they're on a magic island so a bunch of crazy shit happens um it's it's an amazing uh it's an amazing character study of a show it is the best i think example of um what a solid story arc can accomplish when you have writers who are committed to running and writing a show that has a point that has a fixed end how powerful that can be and how impactful and um if you watch it 
from start to finish all six seasons. They only wanted five. And you can tell because the uh, producers, the network, whoever it was who made this call got kind of greedy around season two. And they were like, hey, you have to stretch this out because we want it to go more than five seasons because we're making a shit ton of money on it, which is bullshit um, because they should have been allowed to stick to their original plan. The show doesn't really suffer, but it does slow down a little bit. And I think if they'd been able to just say, uh, fuck off, we're going to do whatever we want because, you know, if it if it had been created in a time of like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, where people are just sort of playing with what a season looks like and what a story, how long a story can be told, that kind of thing. I feel like it might be, um, might've been a tighter delivery, but it's still amazingly tight. It's so good. It's so good. There are characters, 90% of the characters I started out not caring about and ended up weeping (laughs) nonstop weeping openly about them there are a couple that i never cared about uh shannon rutherford i'm looking at you and alicia you're number two uh but um but they are they are they're such rich characters that they they made this you know this tapestry with and the when i first heard the premise i'm like so a bunch of strangers are stuck on a magic island and they have to like survive but like there's monsters and random food keeps getting delivered and there's like polar bears and shit it sounds it sounds ridiculous they make the fantastic science fictiony stuff so believable um and it sounds everything that every time you see something in lost you see like oh my god how the fuck are they gonna explain that and then they do it's wonderful it's so great please watch it i I can't recommend it enough. It's on a bunch of services. Go find it and watch the whole thing and tell me what you think. There are a couple characters that I shipped pretty intensely. Um, again, I didn't want to like this. I didn't want to like this whole thing. Um, and um, I, I thought I was kind of doomed because I really didn't care about the two main characters, Jack and Kate. Boy, did I hate Kate. Sorry, Evangeline Lily, you deserved better than my hatred. You don't have it anymore, obviously. I love you as Hope Van Dyne and whatever else you decide to do. But Kate pissed me off so much because she was like tough and damaged and like that I could deal with. But the fact is she just didn't fucking listen. And it was like, Kate, I'm not saying a woman needs to know her place and like stay home, but like when you are repeatedly told every single goddamn episode, like, hey, Kate, could you just stay at the camp for like five minutes and not go wandering off or following me or whatever because you might get us in danger or killed or whatever. And every fucking time you leave the camp, Kate, stay in the fucking camp for like one night. See what happens. Um, and then they made this weird love triangle with like her and Jack and Sawyer. Let's talk about Sawyer. James Ford. Let's talk about him for a second. I hated him. You're supposed to hate him. He was the worst part. Well, no, sorry. Shannon Rutherford existed. He was the second worst part of the first season. Every fucking step he took to make like you thought as the audience member you're like yeah okay he's he's not so bad then the next minute he's taken five steps back he's the worst all over again 
the absolute worst. And by the end of the series, I loved him so hard and so completely. I was just like, all I wanted was more Sawyer on t- on the screen. And uh, that the reason I I ended up in that camp <laughs> camp. Um, the reason I ended up in that camp was because of a character who was introduced halfway through the series named Juliet. Now, Sawyer and Juliet, you would not think initially that they were going to be even people who knew each other. They No, that was not going to happen. Um, they were a surprise relationship and the surprise ship that I shipped so hard I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, Juliet was one of the people who was already on the island. Uh, they call themselves the, uh, no, they don't call themselves the other people, the, the oceanic flight calls them the others. Uh, they do weird, crazy shit. She's one of them. And at first you think like, is she a bad guy? Cause she works with the bad guys. Is she, um, you know, what, what is she? Is she crazy? Is she evil? Is she a victim? Like what's her deal? Um, what she is, is really funny, uh, a brilliant doctor, tough as fucking nails, and very sad. Um, those are four things that I love about just about any character. <laughs> She's great. Um, and she is a, like I said, a character that I did not expect them to put with James or Sawyer. She calls him James. Everybody else calls him Sawyer. Um, and they end up when they time travel, <laughs> they end up um, stuck together. There's the two of them, and then there's a few other characters who get a bunch of crazy shit happens, guys. It's a fucking mess. Um, but they there is time travel. They get they're stuck on the island, traveling through time, and they refer to it as like a record that's skipping. So they're jumping through different years. Um, you know, they're in the 1600s, and then they're in you know, 1953, and then they're in, um, you know, then they're back in 2004, and then they're back in 1970, and and eventually they get stuck. And that's where these fix that I'm going to talk about take place. But when they get stuck, she and Sawyer are, like I said, they have their other friends or, you know, their other teammates or whatever, but they're kind of, he says, like, she's got his back. And so he wants her to stay. She's trying to leave to go home, even though it's, in 1974 or whatever and you know the thing that she the home that she wants to get back to is from 2004 but she just wants to get off the island like she's been there for six years or three years or however long and she just wants to go and he convinces her to stay for two weeks because um because he doesn't want her to go they're not together but they're friends and he they rely on each other and he doesn't want her to leave so he's like come on just give me just give me two more weeks and then if i don't we don't find who we're looking for then then you can go and you can do whatever you want and i won't stop you and so of course that doesn't happen of course they she stays for three more years and they fall in love and they're so sweet and domestic and adorable together and she turns him into this big teddy bear it's the cutest thing in the entire world granted they are doomed they are of course they are doomed don't get attached but get a little bit attached because like there's the end is great guys okay (laughs) the last episode is really good and i will fist fight anybody who says otherwise i loved the last episode i didn't think it was confusing at all um i didn't think it was difficult to understand the entire last season made perfect sense to me 
and to a lot of people that I've talked to. To some, though, they missed the point entirely. And I will happily explain it to you. If you need some help, I will be nice about it. Um, I'll be nice, I promise. And I will get you to ship Suliet <laughs> as much as I do. Uh, that was a fandom that I spent a lot of time in. Um, right, I guess right after, yeah, right after the, the, the series was over. I just wanted more. And then despite my ranting about how great it is to see the, the closed the the full arc be complete and know from they you know these people knew from the beginning this is how this is going to end and they executed it perfectly chef's kiss good job guys um i still wanted more so what do i do guys what do we do when we want more we go to the internet and we go to in this case i went to fanfiction.net because i did not know about ao3 yet i'm not even sure that it was a website but it was not one that i got my shit from so we have two fix this week uh they are lengthy fix so if you have perhaps a road trip coming up where you are not driving or you find yourself on a plane or you just want to read something on the sly for a couple days in a row at your job i won't tell anybody we're going to start off with the image of you i create by tia8206 so this one has to do a lot with the final season of Lost where, okay, so the whole thing up until then, up until the last season, you're seeing flashbacks or in some cases flash forwards. Either way, there's what's happening on the island and then there's what's happening, happened or ha- going to happen off the island. And that's how you know that shit's going down because I want to say it's the fourth season, fourth or fifth season where they start doing flash forwards and it's like, what? (laughs) And they don't, you know, hang a lantern on that. They don't tell you right away that it's a flash forward. But once they do, oh, damn, it's cray. Um, But so they do flashbacks first and then they do flash forwards. And then in season six, they do something that the show the creators call or the writers called flash sideways which i love um and that's and and it you don't know what the hell it is it's confusing because they haven't done it yet it's a it's a risk that they took assuming you would be smart enough to follow where the characters land the plane lands because hi that's how they got stuck on the island in the first place their plane crashed so oceanic six or no oceanic 816 (laughs) lands in Los Angeles like it's supposed to and you see all your favorites and you see them kind of going about their lives but their lives are different not super different but different enough that it's like what the fuck um and in this life Jack Shepard our main character who I didn't love played by Matthew Fox who I do um he has a 12 or 13 14 year old son that he does not have in the rest of the series and he has an ex-wife that he that they mention briefly and then you don't find out who she is until the last episode um of the season series but you do find out at that point that it is juliet now they had a very brief thing um season three ish um where they were kind of flirting and 
he liked her and she liked him, but they never really did anything. And it was, you know, he was all hung up on Kate. It was a whole big thing. Um, but they, so they are ex-spouses with this son, David, who they, again, they didn't have. So this fic, the image of you I create, is the alternate timeline explanation of how we get to the last season. Um, and it starts when they're both in their, like, I want to say it's like the first, she's in pre-med and he's in med school. He's a resident. She's, I don't know, I haven't read it for a while. But anyway, it's David and, no, not David, fuck. It's Jack, Jack and Juliet first. And then later on, it turns into Sawyer and Juliet. Um, and it's it's her whole relationship with Jack and how she met him, how they started dating, when they had David, when they got married. And it's all through like the early 90s in L.A. Um, she has this whole bit about the L.A. riots and all this crazy shit. It's incredibly detailed and so beautifully written. I it's it's so long. It isn't it's not done yet. Um, she hasn't abandoned it, but it's one of those things that every time. I see an update from her. And this is years later. This is almost a decade later that I've been reading this. I get excited. I read the last couple chapters to remember where I was. And then I go back and I read the new stuff. And it's it's perfect. Every single time I've checked in for an update, it has been perfection. And before I get into my next fic, I do want to say this because like I said, I don't usually give you guys incomplete fics. But in this case, and some things I've been seeing, I do want to address it. Um, if you're a writer and or an artist or whatever, if you're creating fandom content and you are concerned that you're going to lose your audience because any number of things has kept you from creating, like you have a real job that is incredibly difficult and stressful, or you're tired when you come home at the end of the day, or you're dealing with family shit, or you have depression, or you just don't have ideas. You don't owe us, the readers, the the watchers, the, the enjoyers of fandom. You don't owe us anything, okay? And my experience has been that fandom is a wonderfully welcoming place. And if you need a reminder that you don't owe me anything, if you try to apologize in an author note about how crazy your life has been, like, let me just gently cradle your face and tell you, my friend, it's okay. I just love the thing that you're putting out. Whenever you get the chance to do it, I will read it. I will watch your fan video. I will look at your art. I will, you know, probably browse through your Etsy shop wishing I could afford some stuff, insisting other people buy you things, putting it on my wish list. I will read your fix. I will do whatever I have to, to engage with what you've created, but you don't owe me anything on any timeline ever. And if it's to the point that it's stressing you out, that you feel like you're being pressured or you have all this internal pressure, then you're allowed to walk away. Fandom at its core is supposed to be fun. So take care of yourselves creators. Um, take breaks when you need to. I know I am not alone in thinking this. We will be here when you get back. I promise. Okay. And I'm saying this to myself as well, because I get worried that I will have lost my fans or be irrelevant or, you know, nobody will care what happens next in my fic if I don't publish right away, you know, and that's never been the case. 
I have taken months and months and months off of certain fix and had to step away and had to change my whole life basically before I could go back and I was a different person when I started writing it again and my friends my fans my readers they were still there and that's what's beautiful about fandom okay so don't be afraid to take breaks and don't be afraid to come back because somebody will be there and it's probably going to be me (laughs) so um So there's that, okay? That's important to me that you know that. And it's important to me that I know that because I forget sometimes. Now, the next fic is complete. It's called Ghosts of LA by Make a List. And I mentioned before that Kate and Sawyer had a thing. There was a love triangle involved. Annoying. Uh, It was Kate, Jack, and Sawyer. Um, Spoiler alert, Kate and Jack end up together as they should. It's fine. Um, I didn't ship it, but I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I didn't want her with Sawyer. So she and Sawyer have a thing for a while. And then she goes back to, she gets off the island. She and Jack are together, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. The, the premise behind this, there's a moment in season five when in 1974 or five or seven or whenever it is, maybe it's 1977. I think by that point it's 77. They, this matters so much guys. (laughs) They are, they have the opportunity to leave the island in 1977. Um, they, and they don't take it in the show. They almost do. So close. <laughs> and then, uh, then they don't. But in this fic, they do. And they get off the island and they go home. They go to, well, they don't go home, but they go to Ann Arbor, which is where, um, the Dharma Initiative, doesn't matter, Will <laughs> was his base. That's where the sub goes, I guess. Um, or Portland or whatever. It, fucking, it doesn't matter. Anyway, they end up in the United States in 1977. They are still a couple. They um, are in love. They're a great couple. They get married. They have children. They have a whole rich life in that starts, you know, in 1974 when they were on the island and goes up until whenever. Um, But this premise, Ghosts of L.A., is that story, but um, it starts with Kate being who she is now when she's off the island um, and taking care of Aaron. You'll find out who Aaron is when you watch the show. Taking care of Aaron in, you know, 2004 or something, and she is no longer with Jack, and she starts dating Sawyer and Juliet's son who is her age Um, and she doesn't realize that of course and uh, and it's I I thought the premise sounded funny I thought it was going to be like you know um, kind of a cracky jokey sort of thing it really wasn't this is a beautiful fic it is all I mean it, it, it tugs on all the heartstrings it brings up the family feels my Suliet feels um even like, you know, sad, broken, misunderstood Kate feels. Those were tugged a little bit. It's beautiful. It is very well done, very in-depth. Again, these are long fix. These are these are not slow burns, but these are um these are take your time fix. These are don't rush these. You know, enjoy these. These should be savored. And if you do it right, you'll have plenty of content. You could read these all summer if you wanted to. I don't know what your reading style is like. You could in fact read these all summer. And I hope you do. Um Labor Day, we're not Labor Day, fuck. Memorial Day weekend's coming up. And uh, 
you know, if you need something for the beach, whatever, load it up onto your Kindle, which or phone or whatever the hell and, um, and check it out. Okay. So watch. So you got some, some homework. You have a lot of time travel things to read and or watch. And I want you all to deep dive into Lost. Be a Suliet shipper with me. <laughs> um, there's a billion other Sawyer and Juliet fix that are out there. There are short, shorter fix. If you're looking for shorter recommendations, hit me up. I will help you out. Um, I got a ton, but these were the two best that I thought. I really, it really, really does a um, a service to who I think is one of the best characters, which is Juliet. Um, both of them are really really beautiful. So that being said, I don't know if you guys can hear, but my stomach just rumbled so loud. It's like, shut the fuck up and feed us. So I'm going to go get my dinner and, um, you guys are going to have a wonderful week, whether you want to or not. And I promise that end game recap is coming. Uh, you get your ears ready for it. And if there's something that happened in that movie or in the fandom that you want me to address, you have a couple days, you have a week to do it. Okay. So get in those inboxes. Tell me what you want me to talk about. If there was a part that you loved, if there was a part that you hated, I want to hear everything about it. Okay. Um, and then if you are a lost fan like me, I want to know what you think about these fix or who you shipped in that whole crazy thing. Cause I don't really talk to lost fans. <laughs> anymore because we're all in different fandoms now anyway have a wonderful week i love you guys um and as always above all else (laughs) above all else get your ship together 